Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. How's your eldest kid, Tom? My eldest son is... Why do you ask me that? Because he's been a massive pain today. Do you know that? Uh, no, absolutely no. Nothing to do with that. I'm just interested in the uh, prominence of the word Wilfred at the moment. Oh, fuck. As I... I mean, <laughs> the chances are, if you have got a son, that Boris Johnson has got a son with the same name as your son anyway. In fact, if you've got Very a child... The Very droll. Exactly. I think you find I tweeted that to a round of 23 likes. <laughs> Oh, hello. Big day for Tom Yeah, Price. huge. Um, uh, yeah, it was awful, actually. I was outside, and, and my wife was... Beth, I mean, that my wife, you know. She, you know her now. She's been on the podcast, and she will return yeah. shortly, I'm sure. And uh, she went, oh, fuck, from the, the kitchen. And I thought, oh, my God, this is really bad. And I went charging in, left the children outside, and she just showed me, and we both just stared at each other in silence, genuinely upset about it, because I really, 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 really loathe Boris Johnson. Like, I don't want to be... I don't, this shouldn't be a political podcast, but he is a lying, philandering piece of shit, as far as I'm concerned. And now, this sort of ultimate totem pole of Toryism has now branded his child with the same name which is all you know Wilfred it's a risky name it does it does sound a bit posh and pretentious and mm. I didn't want it to sound that I just liked the sound I liked the name without the connotations and he has completely reboosted all the connotations of arseholery so I'm um, thanks for asking that though I was in a good mood until you <laughs> you are welcome <laughs> uh okay let's pick let's pick it back up again mood wise um that, so uh, we've spoken a couple of weeks ago about how what we really are both missing from lockdown is is pokey the yes the, the wonder food which is sort of like sushi in a bowl okay so so po- pokey is it's sushi in a bowl but that doesn't give it the justice Dave. you've got to add in elements of, of rice and then loads and loads of mayonnaise just huge amounts of the pink mayonnaise i don't even know what i think they call it de- deconstructed sushi basically so imagine like a big rice roll with all the stuff in you just have all that stuff in a bowl and it isn't made into a roll it's basically lazy sushi um, but yes, one of the outlets I got an email from this morning, and I f- forwarded you in immediately, didn't I? You Which, did actually, uh, Dave. They've started selling all the ingredients for the pokey, yeah. all the fish and yeah. all the sashimi yeah. stuff, and yeah. all the all the pink mayonnaise. G- ginger, the- get the pickle on there. Here's my problem. Yeah, it's thirty-two pounds, and for thirty-two pounds, you get four portions. Okay. Yeah, but you, Dave. Yeah. You have a, you are a double portion pokey kind of guy, so that's two lunches you're getting out of that. Do you think? Yeah, is that what you're suggesting? That's what I was going to say because I'm currently sharing a house with um, a, a vegan, right, and a man with the palate of a five year old. Uh, so oh. neither of them are going to be interested in the raw fish pokey vibe. Has he? Has Cornelius got the prison palate like me? Because I just all I want is stodge and like waffles and beans and chips and ketchup and things. Yeah, he sort of mixes it up a bit, but he's 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 not a, a gourmand, I'd say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gourmand, great use of gourmand. Um, yeah. So so what are you going to do? I mean, I think you should do it. In fact, I think we should possibly both do it. 
and then we could do an episode where we're both scoffing on pokey like we're sitting in soho in the good old days great absolutely sold on that done um all right so so aside from the fact that boris johnson's son has got the same name as my son there is always the hope of pokey yeah there's always the hope there's always the hope of fish in a bowl and guess what else arrived oh no the plants they've not arrived my plants have arrived oh dave well four out of five of them have the bay tree is yet to arrive there was a a stocking issue sorry for your loss okay but you've got most of the plants and are they looking good yeah, one of them is as tall as me, which is uh, tall. Oh, my God. Um, so that is quite wild. So that's taking up some of a vast corner of my living room. A couple of outdoorsy ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time. Been watering them. It's quite an undertaking in order to populate your house with plants so it doesn't just look like there's there's this sort of odd corner of plants. Yes. You, I mean, you've got to try and spread them around. So it's like, hey, he's just kind of like a plant guy rather than, is that plant a joke over there? Like, do you know what I mean? You've got to... Yeah, that's kind of what my terrace looks like now. I've got a little sort of outdoor patio terrace thing, um, mm. which is uh, has now got two plants in it. So that just... Yeah, it looks like you're sort of storing a plant for someone else while they're right. Away. Exactly, and it's I've I've been, I've been experimenting with positioning as to whether to put them both like in the same corner and be like, oh, it's plant corner, yeah. uh, which but it just looks a bit sad. <laughs> or then, but then as soon as you put them in like opposite corners of the terrace, it's like this is just w- a weird like they're weird. You know what you should do? Right in the middle, mate. Right in the middle. Just smack just, them right in the middle, and then in everything the, middle of the square. Yeah, and whatever you do, you've got to sort of oh, just get uh, where is it? Where where's the ball? Oh, you just got to go around the plants. It's on the right other side. The plant, of the mate, yeah. Got to get around to the. Have you got a ball in the back garden yeah we do actually uh cornelius has a has a football great news once he's finished his chips he'll come out and kick the ball around (laughs) says the guy who has milk and cookies before bed um worth noticing dave that what you can do and this goes right back to the beginning of this podcast and hello to you if you're listening to this podcast for the whatever it may be 31st or 32nd time um where i invented the game and you named the game strictly ball broom oh yeah which we still play do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rules of Strictly Ball Broom, you get all your balls and you put them on one side of your yard and then you stand in the middle with a huge broom with your eyes closed and you sweep the uh, the broom around and the players have to get all the balls from one side of the yard to the other side of the yard and then they time it. It's a fantastic game. And how big is the yard compared to the broom? What percentage of the yard is the broom taking up? Oh, the, the, well, our back garden's tiny, so I would say the the bit the, the corridor they've got to get through of, of broomage. I mean, is, this is a radius question now. You can work out sort of using yeah. oh, if the broom is the diameter, does that work? Then you times it by pi. Most of the yard, I think. Most <laughs> okay, of fine, the yard. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it is most of the yard. It's tiny, so yeah. yeah. I'd need to get quite a long stick because it's quite long. My ter- my, my patio. I've heard you need a long stick. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Sorry. No, you couldn't. It's very childish. Um, we're recording a little bit later today, aren't we, Tom? Why is that then, Dave? What's been going on in your life? Because I was good to go at 11am this morning, but then we got a text from Dave which sounded very dramatic. So, um, regular listeners might be aware of our um, regular punch parties that we have now here in lockdown at my house. Which have taken a sort of, I mean, thoroughly enjoying the Instagram stories, Dave. They've taken on a real Lord of the Flies ritual. Yes, so it's become every Saturday now we do it. Yesterday we wanted to step it up a notch, so we held an opening ceremony where Cornelius and my sister paraded candles out of the house into the yard and then we had Jerusalem blaring on. We we lit the cauldron, like the Olympic cauldron, but our cauldron was a floating tea light in a 
Branston pickle jar. Um, and then there they took a bow. Yeah, it was it's nice to have a ceremony. The ceremony is important, I think. Of course it is, Dave. Of course it is. You, you need a ritual before you start drinking until you're sick. That's important. And, well, and, and so it turned out it was we were right to mark the significance of yesterday's punch party, but maybe not in the way we'd have hoped. Oh. Because cut to eight hours later, mm. uh, and my sister is in uh, the Royal London Hospital <gasps> A&E, uh, having... Uh, slipped on a rug whilst having a little dance oh, no. uh, to Billy Piper. So, you know, oh. just to paint the picture. Um, but yeah, not, no, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even a drunken injury. It was just uh, a slippy rug scenario, but she just went down hard and oh, has uh, got her wrist in a full cast now. Why you got to break your wrist like that? Because I want to, because I want to. That's, exactly. oh good. no, was that the song she was dancing to? Uh, no, to I believe be. it was Billy Piper's girlfriend. Hey, oh. you girlfriend. That one, remember? It's looking real cool. Can I have you now? Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. Well, I mean, your sister's not the first person to be broken by Billy Piper, but that's a story for another podcast. So, of course. <laughs> um, oh, God. So, okay. Let's let's take me through what it was like going into the hospital. What time did you end up going into the hospital? Well, so I did not go. So, so, so here's the background is that um, my friend a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago had to go to hospital mm. and his house, then they went in an ambulance because it was a suspected corona case. Yeah. Turned out not to be, but the ambulance, the paramedics flat out refused to let the housemate go along with him right um because of all the things going on at the moment so yeah. we just didn't want to take the risk so you know minimize all that and that mm. sort of thing and it was an arm injury so we put her in a cab and yeah away she went you know oh, and, was uh, she in a lot uh, of pain or was she nicely drunk to take away the pain lot of pain yeah no no, no not very not very drunk that's what i mean it was uh it was it, 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 it i think it's one of those annoying things where weirdly had she been much much more drunk it would have numbed the pain a lot more and been oh, you know a, a bit more pleasant um, but apparently, very, very quiet was A&E. That's, what, that's the report. Like, yeah. comically quiet. Yeah. She got in, registered her name, sat down, and her name was called as she sat down. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. That's the dream. So, guys, if anyone out there is thinking of, of smashing themselves to pieces to Billy Piper right now, great opportunity to really get in there and, and skip ahead the kids. It's sort of like a VIP A&E at the moment they're rocking. They said they had to close um, one of the departments for a couple of days just because there was no patients coming in at one point. What? And then from to a, a, another hospital. Yeah, it's like it's like comically quiet, apparently, wow. in a lot of A&Es at the moment because, well, I think basically because A&E is currently missing the two worst features of A&E, which is... Hmm. Um, you know, drunken people in fights. Yes, or just drunken people in fights with gravity, which is what you're saying. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm. But for the most part, big nights out and big groups and big scuffles and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And also, um, hypochondriacs, basically people that go, oh, my finger hurts a bit, better go to NA. Ah. And they go, yes, your finger hurts a bit because you've, you know, trapped your finger in a drawer. You know, mm. you've got a hurty finger, all the best. I've got a bit of a headache. And it's like, yes, cool. Thank you for coming to NA. Here's oh. the paracetamol you could have got from yeah. your kitchen drawer yeah. uh, so it's it's um it's missing both those people because the the hypochondriacs aren't willing to take the risk now yeah uh, which i hope i really hope is something that this this <laughs> all teaches us going forward well that's quite good maybe the hypochondriacs you know if they stay at home and away from a and e that's no bad thing maybe 5g will keep them in their homes because they'll be so scared of 5g <laughs> oh, but it is worth that. thinking if you're ever thinking about going to any in the future mm. m- just imagine it's still corona and be like would i go with this injury or or yes. illness yeah if there was a risk of me catching this virus and the answer probably no probably don't bother going it's just another helen monk's day i wish it was sunday mm. I- mm. hi 
Hi, mate. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm so sorry. I've got my WhatsApp chat on. Did you hear that? Oh, how embarrassing. Someone's very popular today. Mm. Hopefully it's a hilarious video about lockdown. It's actually Dave Cribb's sister. I just I just sent her a message to ask <laughs> if she was okay. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Very impressive sling. That is a seriously broken wrist situation. Oh, have you got a picture, have you? Yeah, she sent it through trying to put do a thumbs up, but obviously <laughs> not able to move any of her fingers. Yeah, tricky that, isn't it? That is horrible. Um, I was just thinking about um, the time that I really unnecessarily went to A&E, um, thinking of people who put a burden on the NHS. It's definitely me, because I made my boyfriend go because he got out of the shower once and had this huge red rash on his bum that I put a glass on and it didn't go down. Oh, and I know I was so worried and so we went to A&E and they looked at it and they said this is really worrying but you haven't got any other symptoms of meningitis so go home and in the morning keep an eye on it and for the next three days it would go like lighter and then it would be really red again and then go lighter and then go red again and then our friend came around and we said that's got this really weird it was such a red rash I cannot explain how worrying it looked and um and he went to pull down his trousers to show her. And she said, what's that in your pocket? And he said, oh, that's my back pocket where I keep my leaky red pen. And then pulled down his trousers without realising what he just said. <laughs> and it was, and he had a leaky red pen in his no. back pocket. But he knew he'd put there that every day he'd have a shower and it would go slightly lighter. And then he'd put his trousers back on with his leaky red pen and it would go slightly darker from all the leaking. That's, what, that's the sort of thing like a, a, a sort of fuddy-duddy old academic at a college would do or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's incredible. Does he lose his glasses as well a lot? That's amazing. He is one of those. He is a fuddy duddy. That's a good, a good way of explaining him. Yeah. But now I've noticed that whenever we go to anywhere like restaurants or a cafe, he'll often sit up and there'll be a stain on the seat where he's been sitting because he keeps his leaky pens in his uh, <laughs> in his back pocket. He's not learned his lesson. Get him some new pens, Helen. Why has he got so many leaky pens in his life? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, is it that they're leaky pens or is it that he keeps his pens in his back pocket and then sits on them and then they become leaky? Is there, I think there's a fundamental problem maybe in, the, in yeah. the, the pen storage. Yeah, and also, how does anyone over the age of 15 have a leaky pen in their life? That's what I don't understand. So my theory is that he is a biter, so all of his pens, he bites them and they all leak. It's just the ones in his back pocket that create the most sabotage. Oh, right, I yes. That's, that's a, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a real troubling scenario. Um, is he a is he a teacher? Is he a teacher? Because you know he is a writer. Oh uh, uh, well, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's literally a writer. He needs a pen. He Without does. a pen, what is he? Well, hopefully, just a man with a laptop. Because does he, yeah. does he do actual he's writing? In the twenty first century. You know, yeah. teachers don't use red pens anymore. Teachers don't use red pens to, to correct things. They use green because it was decided that red was too aggressive and alarming and would make yeah. the kids associate being wrong with a bad thing. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. So now when we're doing homeschooling, I may have mentioned this once or thrice, and uh, when you tick things, Wilf is always like, why are you using, uh, why are you using red? Why are you using red pen? And I'm like, because... Why are you using red, you well, evil man? I know. If you bought a specific red pen to mark children... Oh, God, yeah, on his, on his skin. You've got a Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you get a question wrong, a red mark on your arm. If you get five five red marks on your arm, the arm goes. It's fine. The thing is, though, so you don't use a red pen anymore. You use a green pen. But surely that still has the same connotations in that they now associate green with some sort of... Well, no, because red is... Them. I think red is inherently alarming, isn't it? I don't think green is inherently alarming. I think red has a proper sort of, like, deep down, our, our inner cave child 
and right. them recognizes red as alarming and danger because of blood wow. so it's not the association it's like a proper in our dna thing that's what they think and they, to the point where they've acted on it so it must have some founding in something so um, i think it's quite good it's you know wow. I don't think and i guess that's they're not great terrified, that's actually they? really nice oh my god schools are amazing now they're so much better i won't bore on about homeschooling but compared to what well, not homeschooling school schooling as it will now be called by the way when they go back to school we're going to call it school schooling mm. um <laughs> uh, they are amazing they're so much nicer they're so much more like like if a kid has needs they've just got so much more attention to them they're much so so much softer around the edges so much nicer about stuff you don't touch words you don't tend to get things like bullying as much anymore like it's so much better than it was so much better. they can't say any I, I said that someone was fat the other day and and my son you know nearly eight was like daddy we don't say that about people we don't we don't do that he was really unimpressed with me I, I, i'm being schooled regularly Whoa. it's good yeah it's good stuff yeah, cor- correctly so. Yeah, my woke kids. I know. Thanks. One of the nation's great Wilfreds. Oh, you can... Oh, just... <laughs> it's also upsetting to know that how many people hate the father of Wilfred. You know, it's yes, just well, adding exactly. to that number. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Con Sessions. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's the monks update then from the last week of uh, lockdown? Wow, what can I say? Nothing. What is it? can it's I nothing. say? Uh, I made a lasagna. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> oh, maybe. it was so good. Highlight of the week. How's your be- How's your beshmal? My beshmal. But isn't it beshmal sauce that you put into a lasagna? Is that right? That may be horribly wrong. Oh no, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it is. yeah. Oh my and well, it's my the sauce now. that goes. It's the sauce that goes in the lasagna, and it's the test if uh, two females are on screen are talking yes. without <laughs> referencing a man. The Bechamel test. Very similar. That's <laughs> awful. Oh dear. Um, yeah, my Bechamel is is it passes the Bechamel test. It's um, <laughs> it's good. I'm really. I, it doesn't make any difference being vegan. You just put vegan milk in, mm-hmm. vegan butter in, vegan flour in. Mmm, delish. Are you full on vegan? Have you been full on vegan for a while, or is that a new thing? Yeah, it's. Uh, 
I don't like to call it Dave as a thing because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be everything that I used to hate, but I have become everything that I used to hate. Right. Because, yeah, I became vegan for Veganuary this January. Mm. And what is it now? I have no idea. V, v May, yeah. V, v E May. Yes, V E May. V E V E Day. Vegan Day is this week, isn't it? Just, it's my first voiceover job that i've managed to get in lockdown for ve day and i got very confused i didn't know what ve day was and i thought it was for the sexually transmitted <laughs> disease that's VED. <laughs> i'm very excited so you're doing a, a an advert for you're, you're joey and frenzing it and, and being the, the face of vd <laughs> i wish but it is just for regular ve <laughs> um, one thing that did happen to you this week I noticed on the social medias is that your Uno tournament that you've referenced <gasps> in this podcast came to a dramatic finale didn't it oh go on oh my gosh that feels like three years ago and it was probably about three days ago wasn't it yeah we've we worked out we've played I think 560 games I think it was um, and yeah Matt um, who is my live-in lodger slash boyfriend won and whoever um whoever won the rule was that everybody else in the flat had to dress as them for the day so he picked me and mary our other flatmate out some some of his very uh comfy dungarees and check shirts and he purposely picked it on a day when mary who has like a proper grown-up job as i think i've referenced before had some really important client meetings so she had to explain to everybody why she was dressed like um a teenage boy <laughs> <laughs> Why she had a, re- a, a red rash on her ass from a, <laughs> from a leaky pen in the back. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on, isn't there? I've seen a few of those on my Facebook feed as well, people getting into cost- various costumes during uh, during lockdown. Some people were dressed like did the whole Harry Potter thing. What I like about it is no one's offered up any reason as to why they're doing it. At least yours had a reason for it at least something triggered it most people are just like i'm gonna put some fucking stupid clothes on today let's do it it's, fuck it it's monday uh how are we all feeling about lockdown at the moment now because i had i was having an interesting conversation with my friend mark yesterday who was basically saying i'm kind of not looking forward to normal life restarting again because this is kind of all the best things about yeah uh, that i enjoy but sort of staying in yeah. and keeping people at arm's length but checking in if you want to not having to go out and having to spend money on stuff yeah you know all that sort of stuff not really worried because you know we're all we all work in the same business aren't we we're all sort of freelancers so we're all basically at the moment it's a real dreamy excuse to not be getting any work because nobody else yeah. is you know it takes, the pr- like- it takes pressure off although although helen has managed to drop in the fact that she's got a voiceover and already i'm oh, e- emailing my voiceover agent saying what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah just do you know what though it's not <laughs> worth me getting vd to get a, no, get, a, get a gig like that <laughs> i don't know i just i feel uh yeah if 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 i think about coming out of this i feel part of me feels a bit oh because it's right. just been fantastic i am loving all of the things about it i really 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 enjoy it and i hate the fact that there's a horrible dark background to it which is obviously the illness and, and the virus is terrifying and awful for people who've been affected by it and you have to acknowledge that if you talk about it but um actually in terms of our life yes we've all been very lucky haven't we obviously touch wood yeah and we're just we're having a really nice time and you know what i'm really getting to know my kids and broadly they're they're they're, they're okay they're all right you know i did before <laughs> i thought the eldest one was an asshole but turns out it's not the case he's just often tired after school um no but it, seriously it's yeah it's it's been i think that's something that's really nice is that it feels like people are genuinely giving their time to each other a lot more and spending time with people that they care about whether that's via zoom or 
or the people that you're living with and it's really rare that we get that really it made me realize how much i'm just constantly running around sitting down with people and that's been really nice i tell you what this feels like for me because i am i'm going to be 40 in july and 40 is i mean hopefully it's not halfway but 80 that's a decent innings i guess so yeah 40 i guess you can think of as halfway you know yeah. and this feels like maybe this is the not to put too much of a lovey spin on it but is this my halftime interval in which case i've and i do feel like it has been without without me wanting it to be i've been i've taken stock and i've been like god i've loved some of the things i've done and it makes you think what do i want to do next it's, it's you know it's true it's what happens when you're in this position and have we suffered no not a jot have we suffered we're so fucking lucky what a, what a privileged decadent apocalypse it's been for us lot sitting around in our nice flats with broad band you know streaming lots of stuff so it's very hard for me to complain very hard for me to complain about it and yeah i think that the idea of going back to normal gives me a bit of you know like because we all live in london you know if you go out for you have a week's holiday or you're going to spend a couple of weeks somewhere nice and quiet and then you come back to the big city whatever city you live in and you find the hustle and bustle and the rush just a bit freakish and weird yeah i we're, we're gonna have that on a on a global scale everyone's going to be freaked out by each other after this oh my god 100 i was on a walk yesterday and a motorcycle drove past me and it was the first time a car had gone past and i just shouted out loud hello <laughs> <laughs> i'm so taken aback by it <laughs> do i know you <laughs> we didn't agree to this zoom call who are you that is it though can you imagine like like it's how how you feel at the moment when someone gets within a meter of you or two meters of you or something if you're in the shop and someone gets a bit too close you're like oh god this. imagine getting on the tube now at rush hour when there's 700 people in a space made for 40 people yeah. it's going to be really bizarre well i think it's becoming apparent that that's just not we're not going to return to that normality until there's a vaccine so but having said that look how quickly we've adjusted to something that we all thought would be impossible which is stopping mm. and i think we'll just as quickly adjust back to the busyness of our old yeah lives. but i hope we can okay so here's the positive spin can't we keep can't we hold on to the best bits that's what i want to know can we not massively for example hope hopefully this isn't political but can we not massively reduce air travel please because there's a there's a horrible amount of carbon being emitted and that stopping like made me feel so calm because i think at least we have a moment to take stock and not just yeah. environmental things but just the madness of going back it's made me realize I didn't realise this conversation would get so serious, Dave. Sorry about this. It has really, hasn't it? Yeah, it's really, it's really taken. I've completely walked us into the serious zone. I apologise. Um, but it's made me realise how much stuff I was doing before this happened, where I was doing... Because I've got many side hustles, and I can go to an audition one minute, and then I'll go and do a magic radio thing the next. Then me and Dave, we have a meeting about our company the next. And I can do four or five things like that in a day. And I was doing everything on about 15% gas because I was just completely overwhelmed by all the different things I was trying to do. And I just think I've got to try and... Because now I feel so, I've got so much more energy because I've st stripped out so much stuff. And slept and travel. That's the thing that I, you're right. And it's something we all have control over as well. It's something I'm going to do is try and do more Zoom meetings rather than travel in mm. central London for one meeting that will definitely lead to me crying in a parking <laughs> car park because I've done a bad audition or whatever. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> totally. How many auditions? How many times now with auditions or, or even... Um, uh, voiceovers and stuff well, you, you'll now have that right to be able to say uh, no I'm going to do this from home thanks and you won't get the sense that people are going oh really people will go yeah. the default now will be okay cool and that's great it is but then it also I don't know I do like seeing people in the flesh mm. this is the thing that I'm worried is being remote is great and obviously is really great for people who can't necessarily travel in to somewhere or you know need to stay at home for whatever reason but also 
it, oh, I don't know. People, you can't really substitute actually seeing people. Yeah. And what I found so lovely about this whole thing is that we are not physically capable of it as human beings. Like the reason they've had to do lockdown is because if they tried to put a system in place where we were able to go out but keep up away from each other, we as humans physically can't do it. Because yeah, if you see true. someone, you know, you can't not go over to them and you can't. And I found that really lovely that actually I've been like, whenever there's groups of young people um, in the park by me, I'm always really tempted to call the police and stitch them in. And then I realized, oh, it's so nice that like, obviously it's awful. They're breaking social distancing, but it's so nice that the worst thing people are doing at the moment is really desperately trying to see each other and hang out with each other. Like it's a really lovely human thing. We're such sociable Animals. It makes you re- it makes you realize what you've been taking for granted all along, bumping into people, spontaneous moments, giving people hugs, all those things, and those will eventually be back. You know that will come back, and we can appreciate it. That's what I can't wait for. I am really excited for it to end. I know that there's really nice things about it, and being a bit stiller is really nice, but. I do. I am very excited to be able to hug all my friends. Yeah, I'm glad that you've been here to have this conversation, Helen, because I know if I was having this conversation with Dave, the two of us would just be going, oh, fuck this shit, mate. Dave, I'm happy to, <laughs> I'm happy to run a company with you for as long as it takes, but I never want yeah. to see you again. Like, that is... I just know that's what we'd both be saying. Yeah, of course, mate, I don't want to see you again. No, absolutely, physically, I never want to be in the same room as you ever again. This that's is fine. why we have Helen Monk's day, because she's a better human than us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's great. You're making the bar so low that I have got to do nothing, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we've uh, had a bit of a serious moment, so should we just talk about Willie for the last couple of minutes or something? Like, just oh, be yeah. very juvenile. Yeah. Well, I mean, Willie's one thing, but I did, I did want to sort of... I know we talked about pens earlier on, but I wrote it down in my notepad, because I, I, I really... Uh, indulge me if you will but can we talk about our favourite pens is that I mean is that something we can <laughs> I mean I'm sorry yes. no <laughs> I just I just want to dwell on the fact that and I people are going to like this shit guys I know what our listeners like and I guarantee you if I put a thing out saying guys give us a tweet with what, what's your favourite pen I guarantee you we get a fuckload of pens if we want to do a side hustle podcast about your favourite pens called the blue note pens and poo pens and poo right <laughs> Seriously, now you got your Parker, obviously your classic Parker, but you 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 cannot go wrong, right? You cannot go wrong. And I'm I'm delaying because I can't remember the fucking name of it. What are they called? The um... is it a gel? Is it a gel? I don't like a gel. I don't like a gel. I can't. I can't. Oh, lie. give me a gel any day of the week. Really? You're after a uniball, yeah. Tom. That's what you're after. No, it's the high tech point ones. What are they called? Uh. Oh fuck! What are they... I'm sorry. No. Helen, this is not your podcast. It's not up to you to veto conversations we have. You have to run, have to go along. I'm absolutely with Monk, sir. This is absolute dog shit. There you go. I love that. Dave said, can we talk about something fun now? And Tom's gone for pens. <laughs> your, hi- your, pi- your pilot V7 high tech point. That's 0.7, pure liquid ink. That's that you for me. You just got that out of a cupboard. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not, it's fine. I'm happy to admit that. I'm reading it off the side of a pen. Um, it's a classic pen. What's your favourite pen? Give us a call on Twitter now. <laughs> If this makes it through and doesn't get edited out, that will be the greatest triumph of my life. <laughs> <laughs> now can we talk about willies or boobs or something I'm juvenile? Happy to talk about tits. I am in the bath. Are you, are you got in the bath now? Did I or didn't I? That's the question. So for the, the behind the scenes, the behind the scenes peak. Uh, for uh, listeners is that when we first when Helen dialed in to do the podcast she was running a bath mm. uh, and we but we didn't actually think she was going to get in the bath during the podcast so this is um so uh, is now is now the game are you, am I in the bath yeah okay can you uh, lift your left arm above your just about to about shoulder height okay 
and then uh, very quickly sort of just drop it down to your hip. No, that's cheating. No, it's just, it's like, well, how else are we supposed to play the game? Just she's not she's not in the bathtub. She's not going to take a laptop. She's got, she's on the laptop for this. Sitting in the bath of the laptop, that is a cry for help. That is someone about to Tom, if you think I'm not going to take my laptop into the bath, then you do not know me. <laughs> I love to live on the edge. I, I mean, if you drop your laptop in the bath, A, there's a danger of elect- electrocution, isn't there? I mean, it's not a toaster, but sure. Um, but you're going to absolutely destroy the laptop. God, that makes me stressed. No, have you, not got, have you got a little bath shelf? Is that what you've got? She's in the bath! She's in the bloody bath. <laughs> Oh my god that is great well done everybody <laughs> this reminds me there's a there's an australian radio joke called hamish and andy that i'm mildly obsessed with and love and they used to do a game where listeners would just call up and the only uh point of the game was that hamish and andy had to guess whether the listener calling up was naked or not and that was it <laughs> and this feels very much like this i'm not naked that's, a weird bath. Oh, no, that's quite clever because then you're cleaning your clothes as well as your body if you get into the yeah. bath fully clothed that's a good you're idea you're doing a sort of like swimming pool do you remember when you used to have wear, wear pyjamas in the swimming pool and, and get a brick from the bottom of the pool um, no doing, yeah yeah like water safety or whatever it's called yeah. um, what um, about um, so, so what, what's your what's your bath condiment of choice I, I'm a Badados man to my tits I absolutely love Badados the smell of Badados takes me back to my childhood instantly which sometimes is a good thing sometimes is a bad thing um, what, what's what's your go to bath uh, oil um, I'm a Radox straight up of course up. you are of course you are Radox all over yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a bath Oh, mate. Really? That's sad. It, what have you been doing? This is not something that Helen Monks will have a problem with, but Tom Price, I'm surprised at you. Unless you have an extra long bath that's been put into your house, how are you enjoying a bath as a man of sort of six foot three or four? Well, the bath we've got in our house is an extra small bath. So when I get in the bath <laughs> in our house, I my feet go way above. I have to put, Basically, I have to lie down with my feet going most of the way up the wall. So it, genuinely, the bath looks... <laughs> It's not much bigger than our toilet. It looks like a big basin, essentially. It's as small as you can get for a bath. Right. Because our house is tiny. And my wife still claims the funniest thing she's ever seen was when she walked in on me in the bath and I was just sitting there with my feet up the wall and I just went, hi. And she still cannot talk about it without weeing herself a little bit. That's so funny. This is such an injustice that I'd never even thought of, tall people and baths. You're really m- missing out. Well, listen, you swap it over, so you give you give your torso a bit of love. There we are, get that nice and mild. And then you sit up again, and then you sit for a bit and give your leg- legs a bit of attention. And then maybe you slouch in the middle and give your torso a bit, and then and then you're done, really. You know. Also, here's the other thing. It's, it's, well, some people take a beer in the bath, Dave. Is that, is that something which you could think about doing? Because I know you're a fan of alcohol. Yeah, but I just again, I'd, I'd like I like I like a beer when I'm feeling comfortable. I'm not like, half my torso out of a bath and my legs up the wall. Like I'm just <laughs> much prefer to sit on the on the sofa and have a beer or something. You know. Honestly, my brain has been completely because wa- for me, a bath is I can swim from one end to the other, oh, and right. if I fill it up too high, then I am in danger of just being completely submerged. Like oh, I can't wow. imagine that you you basically might as well be sitting in a sitting in a shower. You're just not even in the water that's crazy yeah yeah that is yeah mm. we're basically sort of I, yeah I, I have a, a buttock in a puddle that is my bath experience but i still i still absolutely love a bath although some people again some people take a beer in the bath and some people don't have a book so there's one guy i know who's a, who's a dad at the school right he's a, he's a parent colleague and I, I also was a really nice guy until I found out that he has a daily bath. This is a man, I think in his 50s, who at 7pm every day has himself a daily bath. 
those are the actions of a psycho killer, are they not? Am I a psycho killer? I... You, do you have a daily bath? No. Do you not have a shower? Why don't you shower? And then the, the default surely is a shower with the occasional bath treat. I have some weird, I'm sure I've spoken about this before, complex about getting into a shower where it's a bath. Yeah. Hang on. So maybe I don't have one every day, but when I wash, I wash in the bath. You don't, you don't, are you scared of getting into a shower? Yeah, I don't really know why, but I've got some kind of block on it. It's all that is standing up for quite a long time. So, so what happens when it's raining? What do you mean? Well, what do you do when it's raining? Because that's very similar to a shower. Well, I don't stand in the rain. No, but if you've got to get from A to B in the rain, you know, sort of, you're not scared of it. I think maybe if you put a treadmill in my shower, I'd be more likely to get in it because I've got a feeling of purpose. If I'm walking through the rain or walking through the shower, that's fine. But just stood under some... Un- no, mm. not for me. Mm. Not for me. No, mad. We've learned a lot about Helen Monks today, Dave. We really have. And, you know, thank goodness after the serious moment and then the swerve... The, I say the misjudged swerve into pens. And now at least we're back <laughs> on the other side with some sort of... What a show! It's our best show yet! <laughs> probably a good place to leave it isn't it they're gonna get so many tweets about pens i promise you people will kick off about pens and you'll be we've I've done never wanted you to fail so <laughs> much <laughs> um can i also ask people to listen to saturday's edition of the brown note the john holmes episode uh it is incredible can i just say that, can I just put that? <sighs> yes and you see if you must i'm not going to obviously because that's my stance but um you, you may um a cast app ready for later i can't wait i mean yours was amazing helen as well obviously obviously congratulations um all right helen monk's day um thanks for uh, entertaining us on the bill eve um what's the plan for this week please apart from your voiceover for vd i mean that's it really great. i'll be sitting and staring at my wall probably great great news what about you guys oh god i don't know i mean not sure actually there is a slight logistical problem which we should discuss dave crib Okay, on air or off well, air? Yeah, well, we've got Helen Monk's it. I mean, we can put it on air and we can just see what happens, you know, yeah. maybe. But I have got, um, tomorrow, I've got to do a, a, a mic check at 11 for an acting job, which I'm okay. doing on Thursday. They want me all day. They want me to be available and at the microphone Woo! all day on Thursday. So I may not be able to do this. Or, alternatively, I can jump in and out. I don't really know how to do it yet. Maybe this is an off-air chat that we should have. That very much feels like it. But what what sort of job requires you to be sat by a microphone all day? An acting job where they record your voice, Dave. And and it's it's when you're one of the main parts, love. Um, what is it? Is it a portrait? It's a it's a do- it's a Doctor Who audio yeah, thing. No, it's it no big deal. It's no big deal, mate. It's a pretty big deal. Oh my god! And here I was talking about my two-second voiceover, and there you are doing a full audio book. Well, it's not an audio book. I'm playing a character. I'm actually bringing someone to life, Helen. So you should check it out. It's a really <laughs> great way to act. I wouldn't um, know about that. Well, this is what happens when you get one acting part in the mid-noughties, which then sustains your career for over a decade. Um, so <laughs> I would, uh, yeah. But let's have a discussion about this off-air, Dave. Because yes, I'd say that's sensible. I'd say this this last two minutes should probably be edited out. Um, all right, Helen. <laughs> it won't be. Yeah, no, I know that's what I worry about. Um, uh, Helen Monks, as ever, I love you. Now I know even more about you with the shower. Yeah. 
Oh, it sounds creepy when you say Helen Monks, I love you when she's just revealed she's sitting in the shower. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't have gone. Um, I didn't right. actually confirm that I was in the bath, guys. I just made some splashing noises. Mm, yeah, that's true. We, we will never know. What a, what a, we'll never know. What a cliffhanger. My God. My God. <laughs> the plot lines in this show get thicker and thicker. Um, thank you, Helen Monks. All the best. Thank Come you, regards. Lots of love. Bye. 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 I feel like we're really bonding with Helen Monks now. I mean, I know you... Because I wasn't best mates with her before this. You were good mates with her, and she's like your friend. Right. But now I feel like doing this every week, I'm really getting to know her. It's there nice. you go, mate. There you go. It's nice. What, this podcast is all about bringing people together. Yes, indeed. And we're always keen to hear from you, especially if you want to tell us about your favourite pen. Oh, not pen. <laughs> Give us a treat. See you tomorrow for the bill. Mine's a pilot, preferably black. Cabin FE A3709 Oh 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 Cabin FE A3709 Oh 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 Cabin FE A3709 Oh 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 that's our Twitter name Bye GreatBigOwl.com <laughs> Forgot about that bit Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.